Welcome back to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that you know runs runs weekly life experiments, and we we have a lot of conversations. And this time around, it's another conversation with my best friend Carlos, my best friend since childhood, my brother. This guy is a guy that I look up to. This is a guy that does shit that leaves me in awe, and I'm glad he uh, he took the time out of his day to sit down with me because this guy's fucking awesome. So here you go. Enjoy a little dose of Carlos. Sounds good. Uh, What, three? Three, two, one. Okay, we're live. We're live. Um, Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that, uh, that experiments weekly. That was a terrible intro. <laughs> I forget, <laughs> bro. Last night, that last night was a long night, Carlos. Right? It was. It was. Let me get into. Let me get into my podcasting mode here. It's. I've memorized this intro. Welcome to the Dose of Caesar, the podcast that. That. Oh man, that last night really affected yeah. me, bro. It sounds like a day, dude. Sounds like you're a little bit lagging behind, you know. Um. This is. Welcome to the show, Carlos. Okay. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure being here, Caesar. Mm. This was a long time coming, brother. You've uh, you've ditched me. You've di- uh, there was times when we 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 had this podcast schedule, and then you were That's just true. like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I I I'm pretty sure stuff had come up. I wanted <laughs> yeah, to just I'm blow just off kidding. the podcast, you know. Kidding. Yeah. But so I'm drinking a Topo Chico. You see, I used to, I actually used to get my guests uh, a Topo Chico, and we would open it just uh in like uh on air okay and actually uh angel opened it uh, it, it was the it? bottled ones okay you know what i mean so it'd, it'd, it'd be a cool open like the commercials yeah when they're like uh, like on uh, i guess because take the cap off like the, the coke bottles and stuff yeah because yeah. the goal is to get sponsored by topo chico i guess <laughs> but um yeah man how do i i want to explain this to you so the, the idea of the podcast this is more like a time capsule all right um, and also, I, I have people on here who I respect and who I find interesting, and uh, it gives me an opportunity to ask questions that I've never asked before. Not like, just to ask questions about your mentality. Okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a mix between like, I guess, Tim Ferriss's podcast, which is like him interviewing, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe Rogan's like conversational podcast. Okay. Uh, yeah. What did you think of the Logable in 16 last night? So last night we had a uh, going away party, a get together, not a party, going away get together yeah. because you're going to be uh, leaving El Paso for the first time, Carlitos. I am, yeah. So yeah, as you mentioned, I'll be leaving actually in, what is it, T minus four days now? I'll be leaving on Friday. 27 hour drive, dude, all the way up to Virginia. So excited about that. But yeah, so we had a little um, little surprise that yeah. uh, you know my girlfriend and um, a couple of my friends threw for me. And uh, I received a bottle of a Lagavulin, in, what was it, 16? Lagavulin in 16? You said Wes, Lagavulin in 16, bro. Yeah, so, you know me, Caesar. I'm not a, I'm not that much of a liquor guy, right? Like, when it comes to shots and stuff, I, I don't like taking shots. It's just not who I am. You know, I, mm. I prefer drinking seltzers or a beer. Um, but I do enjoy the finer things in life, right? So, obviously. Oh, you do. You're a man of quality, I would say. Uh, I, I would say, I'm, yeah, oh, I would say that I, I do prefer the finer things, finer things in life. 
but uh yeah so with this with this whiskey <clears throat> you know i don't like whiskey i'm just gonna come out and say i don't like whiskey really? um maybe because i've never had good whiskey like i did last night but yeah. let me let me let me tell you what i mean by that is uh, you know, I'm used to like the, 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 the whiskey that you take shots with, right? Like the mm. well, the well whiskey and yeah. that stuff's gross. I mean, like I said, I'm not a liquor guy. I really am not. Um, but yesterday's whiskey, <clears throat> I think there's only been another time in my life where I drank a liquor that didn't feel like I was drinking liquor. Mm. First time was when, uh, I, I drank, uh, it was Don Julio. I don't know if it was 1942 or the the bottle above 1942 i forget what it's called uh but it was super smooth you know it 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 went down like if you were drinking water or like a yeah. maybe like a like an apple juice kind of like that acidity right it was it, <laughs> it it wasn't strong so this log of yesterday um i think it's important to mention right off the bat the smell the different smell that was coming off of it right it, i thought it was a weird smell i didn't um I don't know. I didn't like the smell a lot really yeah i i, I personally liked it to me it smelled like um uh like if you were like to present you know if you were to blindfold me and you were yeah. to present me this this scent right this logable and 16th scent i would picture myself in like a, a dark room a dark mm-hmm. musty room with a bunch of uh barrels just aging whiskey uh <laughs> and I, I i really enjoyed the smell it was a very kind of smoky smoky uh almost rubbery scent to it right yeah. but it was a good it's, it's kind of hard to explain because it was a good rubbery it was a good smoky right um so yeah, I mean that that I personally love the smell and that translated to the taste as well. I mean it, it went down extremely smooth, um, and uh, I'm glad that I was able to you know share it with some of you guys because I've never had whiskey of that high quality before. Dude, yeah, it so. was it was crazy, uh, crazy smooth. It really was, yeah, absolutely. Mm. You know where it's from? It's from uh, Parks and Rec. Uh, you ever watch Parks and Rec? Of course, dude. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Oh, That's dude. the only reason I knew. I, 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 I don't know if you knew this, but he's in real life, he's actually... Um, he's actually, some, So some of the skills that he yeah. he worked on like on the show, yeah. he actually... He's like a master woodworker in real life. Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. It's insane. I, like, he I, makes his like, own canoes, like, canoes and shit. It's, some like, of the it's shit crazy. on the show was like shit stuff he made. Yeah. And then like I think he, he gifted people like paddles for like yeah, dude. paddles. I thought that was so cool. I mean, it's like woodworking is like... It, it, it's... I think it's such an awesome pastime to get into because mm-hmm. it just seems so relaxing, you know, yeah. like just carving out wood and turning, you know, a, a trunk into something, whatever yeah. it is that you want. Yeah. But. Have I told you my plan of, uh, of, um, uh, <laughs> mom, mom saying hi. Have I told you my plan? I want to learn woodworking so that I can make the, uh, the box, the, the box, uh, the engagement box. You know where the engagement ring goes in? Oh, yeah. The little yes, box. Yes, I want to yes, make yes. it by hand, bro. I want to make the box oh, okay. by hand. Dude, that's pretty I legit. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, How, do you know what, you know romance, what, what baby. What wood you're going to use? What wood? Yeah. I know that's a deep question. No. Um, I think mahogany. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only wood I know. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, yeah. A nice mahogany or, I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I know mahogany is probably like the, it's one of the more popular, like nice luxury I thought, I thought my dog was bothering you. No, I think uh, I think I got bit. So I think uh, either a mosquito or something. You're like a you've, okay. you've got a fragile body, bro. You're you're allergic to cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's 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 <laughs> not talk about that one time when uh, I purposely rubbed my eyes. Remember, I was telling dude, you, dude. You were you went full psychopath on me. I did. It was a self infliction. Yeah, you were excited too. You were like Caesar, watch this. And then, and then you were just like ah, and you rubbed your hand where you had just touched my cat on your eye, and then you're like, okay, now we just wait. <laughs> and I was like, what? 
and then like five minutes later your eyes is like Swollen doubled in shut. size yeah. yeah and you're you would go to the restroom and you would just look at yourself and you'd be like look at it caesar look at it <laughs> it's getting it's closing my eye <laughs> Yeah, you're a weird guy, dude. Yeah, dude yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? Actually, that's like the only allergy I I have is just to cats. Um, mm. I don't even see like seasonal allergies. I don't suffer too bad from. Yeah, me. I've never suffered just seasonal yeah. allergies. Yeah, so the the only allergies I have are, you know, are cats. But it is pretty severe. You know, I don't I don't get asthma or anything. But it's more of like a physical reaction yeah. to where my eyes get really itchy and then I have to scratch them and stuff. But yeah, can you hear me? On, like, the mic? I feel like I put it too low. I think I fucked up with the audio here. Uh, well, maybe you should try it. Maybe I should try what? Like, run a, like, pause it. All right, we're going to pause it. Ready? All right, we're back, baby. Uh, okay. What were we talking about? Dude, I was going to say, so how do you feel, man? You're, you're about to go. You're going to leave home. Yeah, bittersweet for sure. Um, Yeah, like you said, it's the first time I'm I'm ever gonna move out. You know, I I didn't I didn't move out for college. Mm-hmm. I went you know to school here, so um, I just stayed with my parents. Um, to be quite honest, I I I can't say it's hit me yet. Cause, and the reason I said it is because I don't feel nervous or excited like right now. Okay, yeah. excited, yeah, because I'm gonna move right. But mm-hmm. I'm talking about like about moving and you know leaving home. So weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, hundred percent. Um, but you know, obviously, this would be a pretty big learning curve for me because, you know, I'm, I'll be honest, I don't even do my bed in the mornings. Like I have <laughs> my, in my my grandpa, you know, does that. I don't have, I don't cook. I don't really do anything, um, let alone clean. So I'm gonna have to start doing those things. Yeah, you know what I'm saying so. Definitely, are. yeah. I'm gonna have to learn and kind of adjust. But I don't think it should be too hard. Maybe a month or two. Nah, like, not too hard, bro. I mean, you're. Yeah. You're a mechanical engineer, trust me. <laughs> the uh, moving out part is easy. You're gonna you're gonna get it. But I, that's so funny, man. That you say uh, you're you're basically still a kid. We're all still kids, right? I mean, yeah. we're really young. But I think it's gonna be funny. You know, the cool thing about this podcast, it's gonna be there forever. Yeah. And before you know it, it's gonna be two years later, and so much growth happens in just a year, in six months. You're going to listen back and you're going to be like, wow. I don't know. It's going to be a good, it's a good to capture these conversations in time because, and it's good to, to talk about whatever's on your mind because yeah. then the future Carlos is going to be able to see the growth that he's, he's gone through. I mean, at this point in, in your life, you don't make your bed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's, it's crazy just to say that at 23, but it's just, I don't know. It's just kind of what I've been used to, you know? Yeah. Um, I was gonna. You think, uh, you think, uh, you think when do you, you think you'll travel out of the country? Yeah. Uh, um, I I do so. want to. Um, I think primary places that interest me are like uh, really nice, like exotic places. So yeah. I think one of the first big trips, if not the first big trip I ever take, uh, definitely gonna be to Bora Bora. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty convinced that. on what that. What is it yeah. about Bora Bora, bro? Yeah, I mean, have you seen pictures on the internet? It's no. literally like a, it, it, it's like out of this world, dude. It, it's a beautiful, beautiful place. Yeah. Um, yeah, just ocean is clear, um, really green. The scenery is amazing. It, it, it's, you know, there's these mountains just covered in like green, with, you know, with the trees. Yeah. It's, and it's just like a little, it's just like a little paradise, kind of like in the middle of the ocean. And, um, yeah, ever since I saw pictures of it online, you know, a long time ago, I've, I've always kind of said, I want to go there, I want to go there. Yeah. And, you know, now that I'm going to be working and, and, you know, I'll, I'll be able to save some money to, 
to take the trip over there. So that'll definitely be the first place I I, I, I want to travel to. That's like a big yeah. kind of like big expedition, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you think you'll you'll uh, you'll go alone? No, no, I don't think so. Um, uh, ideally, I'd, I would go with my girlfriend. True. Um, yeah. Take her up there. Uh, but now yeah, I don't think I'd want to experience like something like that by myself. Mm. Like I think uh, I'd want to share it with someone, whether it was yeah. my significant other or maybe a group of friends. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I'd want to. I wouldn't want to go up there by myself. Yeah, I think that's smart. I mean, I've told you how I felt when I. There was times when I've traveled and and but it kind of hit me as I was traveling. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I had somebody I knew. Yeah. Um. Then I think that's really smart. Yeah, dude, definitely take someone. That's dope. But you know, uh, speaking of traveling, uh, when I've when I've traveled, I felt the same way that you felt. Like before I left, I I felt like not excited, but not like nervous. It's weird yeah. until like the, fir- the until the day before. Right. Okay. I remember when I was going to Thailand, I cried the day before because I didn't want to go. As a matter of fact, I was thinking I shouldn't be going. I was like, "What am I doing? Why? I, I, I first, don't know." Because I, 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 I got scared. I got scared. You were yeah. getting the. The, the bitch butterflies. He's I like, was getting the bitch butterflies, bro. I was doubting. I was doubting. I was starting to think, oh, why are you doing so many study abroads? What are you doing, bro? Like, why are you going? Look at everybody that you're leaving. You're just missing so much. You're just leaving all the time. Why mm-hmm. are you leaving? And then I was thinking, maybe I shouldn't go. I shouldn't yeah. go. And then and then I saw my cousin I hadn't seen in years. And, I, and then I just started crying. I was like, bro, I'm leaving tomorrow. And... Oh, man, even I was nervous even up to the until I got to the airport. And then wow. once I go through security, I'm good to go. I'm like, oh, adventure time. Yeah, it's happening. It's adventure yeah. time, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I get that, that, It sounds like I'm going to be on the same boat. Because, um, yeah, I mean, like I'm telling you, I'm not. I mean, it's a big thing, right? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty big, I think, phase in anyone's life when you first move out. Mm-hmm. But it really hasn't hit me yet. Yeah, man. It's going to hit you and you're going to enjoy it, though. Let's go back in time, Carlos. Okay. Let's go back to uh, what are your favorite memories from uh, your child growing up before college? Favorite before memories. What are college. like memories that? Uh, why did you be? Why did you decide to become an engineer? That was le- out of okay. left field for me. I was always it? yeah. I always thought you were gonna go. I don't know. I thought you were gonna be a, a pilot. Okay. I thought that's yeah. true. And it was kind of like, oh, he's gonna do engineering. So yeah. like, what what? Yeah, and I remember you. I, I guess, man, I remember you always being really good at science fair, and always mm-hmm. going to state and stuff. So I guess I could see the engineering part. But you would talk about uh, the Air Force, or you were talking about flying to fly jets. Yeah, no, and uh, you know, I tell this to everyone that you know when we talk about career choice and stuff. I always tell everyone that in my second life, I would, uh, I definitely pursue being a fighter pilot. Um, yeah, it's it's just you know right now it's it, it's such a commitment to really you know to. In, I wouldn't enlist. I'd go in as an officer, but mm-hmm. it's such a big commitment. I mean, you're not just committing, you know, your life, right? But it's you're committing it for at least for a pilot. I believe it's ten years. Oh, it's, Jesus. yeah. It's a, the conscription is ten years. So if you end up getting a slot, it's the next ten years. You're you're you know you're pretty much theirs. And I think that was probably the biggest turnoff for me. Um, um is that. I, I guess I that long term ten year contract is kind of what scared me. Mm. Um, and that was like in high, uh, senior year of high school. You started. Yeah, I mean, I, I even even nowadays I'll look into it, right? Like I've looked into the Air National Guard, which is kind of like a part time Air Force. So yeah. that's definitely you know it's still a possibility um, that I might pursue. But yeah, dude, I don't know. Just it, I I've always had a passion for um 
for like flight or yeah. like uh like things that fly yeah um and it's it's just it's it's, it's really amazing when you look at a at, at fighter aircraft it, it, it's they're just such <laughs> great things it's, it's hard Seems to explain great it. inventions i feel yeah you. man and you know monstrous uh, machines yeah i know and, and you see them right when like uh on air shows or when you know you just happen to see one uh on any given day like i, I always catch myself just staring at it like i'm just like like wow like i'm just like in yeah. awe looking at this thing that's a couple hundred thousand or a couple thousand you know feet up in the air and like i think it was like damn that'd be cool to be the guy up there you know just it's just you in the sky right yeah. it's just you in the sky and the plane and uh you know you're going fast it's exhilarating i, I like the thrill i, I like uh I, I like i seek the thrill so you know yeah uh, i feel like uh in my life i, I want to do a lot of exciting things uh -huh. right whether it's skydiving or or you know uh, getting my private pilot's license i know we've talked about that a little bit in the past um but I like the exciting things, you know, I like the adrenaline rush, things yeah. like that. Yeah. That's kind of what I seek. And the ultimate, right. At the epitome, at the epitome of, you know, of thrill, it has to be a fighter pilot. I mean, give me a job that's more exhilarating than that, you know, like flying and, you know, not really like the dropping bombs and shooting stuff. Like that's, I guess, cool and stuff, but it's mostly the flying. That's really like what captivates me. It's just, you know, just being up there. Right. And, you know, doing all these maneuvers and, just going fast and yeah it, to me yeah, that, that's great that, that sounds like uh, the perfect job you know dude yeah it's it, i mean i always thought it was a really scary job because of the landing part i don't know how i get I, i'd freak out with i'd freak out with the landing but i can see it i can see it so in um so that, that's what turned you off in high school right and you were like all right and then you you just went mechanical because yeah you know it, why did you go with mechanical engineering I'm, I'm not, I don't think it was an active choice. Like, mm -hmm. I don't think I woke up one day and said, oh, you know what? I want to be a mechanical engineer mm. or, but, but then there was, there, there, there was also never a day that I said, oh, I'm not going to be an engineer. It was just kind of like engineering is pretty good. You know, yeah. uh, the, the job prospects are good after I graduate, you know, I hear they make some money. I've always been good at math, always been good at science. It was just kind of like a, Like, I, it, it wasn't a question in my head on what I was going to major. It okay. was kind of like, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm in college? Okay, I'm going to be an engineer. Yeah. I never really, uh, I guess, questioned myself. Like, maybe I'd like something else. Or maybe I wouldn't like something else. It was always just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go do engineering. And that that was the end of that, right? Um, <clears throat> which is different from a lot of people, right? Because a lot of people, they pick a major and then they, they, don't, they don't like it and they switch it, right? But mm -hmm. with me, it was always just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be an engineer. Weren't you aerospace first? No, or no. no. Uh, you are I do. I, I do want to do aerospace, but uh, UTEP doesn't offer an aerospace program. Oh wow. yeah. Um, I had a. I went up there. I went up to Arizona to interview for a school up there, Emory yeah. Riddle, and they're like purely an aeronautical university, and I uh, got a scholarship and everything. Um, but uh, it was still too expensive even with the scholarship. They were giving me over twenty grand in I think funds, but yeah. Even then, it was still a ridiculous amount of money. It's a private university, mm -hmm. um, but I mean. It, it was crazy because they they are they're like the the, the pinnacle of like aerospace universities. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, all I want to say, all of their students. I think it might be. I might even be a requirement. All the students who go to that university while they're doing their classes, they also uh, get their pilot's license on That's top of that. Cool. Yeah. So literally every student who goes there, um, they come out with their private pilot's license, which is like a, I want to say oh, you could you could probably knock that out in a year if you really dedicate to it, but um. It's cool, right? I mean, like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, I think I think it's so great, and 
I went there and, you know, uh, they, you know, I, I got a tour of the campus, but it didn't give me like a college vibe. Mm. The buildings were, <clears throat> it was, it was a campus. So it was, it, there was, there was a couple of big buildings, but for the most part, it was just, um, there was, there was smaller buildings kind of like on a big plot of land. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I just didn't get like a college feel, feeling from from that university when I went to go visit it. And that that kind of turned me off towards yeah. wanting to go there too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but no, it was great, dude. Uh, the trip up there was great. Uh, we actually, my parents actually, uh, they, they paid for what's called a discovery flight, which is uh, they basically take you up in a plane with an instructor for like an hour. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, it was the first time I've ever been in the plane and it was great, man. I, I got to sit up front with the pilot and for like a... Did you get to like... Yeah, I got to fly it, dude. Yeah? Yeah, I got to fly it. Um, so obviously, I don't, I don't know if you know much about planes, but no, the, the, about the control planes. of the joystick or yeah. I guess the steering wheel, if you would, for the fucking airplane, they're they're synced, right? So you have your co-pilot and your pilot. So the ste- the steering wheels are, are synced. So um, if you, you know, if, if on your joystick you turn left or pull back, mm-hmm. the same thing happens on their joystick. They're like connected. Oh, okay, okay. Does that I make sense? You, yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's very easy to kind of let someone drive because... You don't have to switch seats. It's just kind of like, oh, here, like you're in control now. And then obviously it's, he's still obviously, you know, making sure that I'm not doing anything stupid or whatnot, but it, it's great. It's, it, it's great. How does it feel to move a plane? <clears throat> is, it, is it just regular? Like you just kind of It's, it's weird. It's kind of like you're drifting. Like think about, uh, I don't know if you ever tried drifting in a car. I have um, once. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's a, a story for another day, huh? Yeah. Um, but if it, it feels kind of like that in a plane, like, uh, you turn, but it's not like a, it's not like in a car where it's like an instant turn. It's kind of like you're slowly kind of just drifting and turning. Mm. So it's like a the input, like the output's a little bit uh, lagging behind the input that you do on the steering or on the joystick. Okay. At least for the plane I was in. I mean, it was a small. I think it was like a Cessna, uh, small plane like that. Okay. But no, nah, it was so much. It was so much fun, dude. I mean, and just being up there, you know, looking down, it's great. I don't know. It, I think it's so great. Yeah, you you've never done skydiving, right? I haven't. No, not you yet. Do skydiving, <coughs> skydiving, bro. I know. Really I I, I definitely will do that within the next year, yeah. for sure. When Whether I did it's it, here um, or up there. Yeah, when I did it, I get what you mean with that view. It's incredible, right? Because you can just see the whole world. Yeah. But but I don't I don't even I don't know why it doesn't uh it hasn't uh, flying hasn't called me. But I find it interesting that it calls you so much. Yeah. Uh, because there's uh, I, I get the adrenaline thing, but there's so many other things that could bring you adrenaline. It's like that one specific thing of being like in the air that you like. I don't but know. But Cesar, you know me, dude. Like, yeah. I, I, if I like something and if I want something, I, I want the best that you know yeah, yeah. money can buy or that given my situation that I can get my hands on. Uh-huh. And if I like adrenaline and thrill, then like I want to do, you know, I want to fly. I'm gonna fly a fucking fighter jet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and a fighter jet is insane, isn't it? Because it's like crazy. so much faster. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I think I've seen them like when they fly over like, uh, like a stadium or something. Yeah. But I don't think I understand how fast they go. They're they're really dude. I mean, some I of them. I think I understand it. Some of them cruise. This isn't even with the uh, afterburn. Some of them cruise above the speed of sound. Yeah, like I was, I was wondering as as they fly over like a stadium, they're not going full speed, are they? No, oh, dude, they're probably going out. They're going slow as shit. Really? They, they, yeah, those things are going slow as shit, dude. If you look at videos of like a uh, of uh, like in some air shows, they'll do full speed passbys. Uh-huh. It's it it it's so hard to fathom that there's a human driving that thing that fucking fast. It's crazy. 
crazy. It's really crazy. I mean, think about it, dude. I mean, the speed of sound. Wow. I mean, some some of these airplanes are cruising at that speed. Like that's like their, that's like their. You know, they were to put on cruise control like how we do in the highway. Yeah. That's their cruise control going fucking faster than the speed of sound. Oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah, and then you turn the afterburner on and you go a little bit faster. I think it's like one point two the speed of sound, but um, yeah, it's insane. It's crazy. That's fucking wild. Okay, I I I see now. I see. And your college experience, bro. What do you uh from your college experience? What are like the most memorable parts that you things you did, activities you you partook in, or like classes you took? What do you remember most? What are you gonna remember most from your college experience? The things I remember most about college. So definitely, um, I think the fraternity. My fraternity played yeah. a very big part in. Uh, that was fun. That's like a, it, a I, cool it's thing. a lot of fun. I yeah. look I look back on it and see the the crazy thing is is that when you're in it. You know, when you're in like the the, the good old days, mm-hmm. you don't know you're in the good old days, mm-hmm. right? Because um, you kind of just slowly phase out of it, and then next thing you know is you're not partying anymore. You're not, you know, you've moved on. You're become an adult, and you do other things that interest you. But when I look back, you know, uh, two three years ago when I was active in the fraternity, and when you were a wild um, man. Uh, an uncaged lion. Some <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get you. Maybe some people would say that. It, I look back on it and I, I, I really, I had a blast, dude. I, yeah. I had such a great time. I mean, the people I met, um, the parties, the just the social scene. Yeah. I, I loved it. I, I really loved that whole environment. Um, and I understand it's not for everyone, but I personally, I, I really enjoyed my time there. I yeah, really I did. can tell. Yeah, you were having a blast. Yeah, dude. I, I, it, it, it's it's weird because they, you know, if they have, there's, there's very negative connotations with fraternities, mm-hmm. right? And, um you know, not not all of those connotations are are true, right? Like, um, a lot of people say, you know, why you're paying for friends and stuff, but not once did I ever think that I was paying for friends, or yeah. none of the guys that I was in that fraternity with did we ever even feel like, like, oh, we were paying for friends. It, it you don't speak, you don't, you just don't talk about it. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's a weird, it's a weird thing to describe. You just kind of get close to everyone in there. I get you. Yeah, it's um, like a camaraderie thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like when you join, you join, it's like any other club, right? Yeah. That, similar interests um i guess in the in the fraternity's case the similar interest would be like everybody wants to have a good time yeah, uh, socialize sure. mm-hmm. meet other people right um, yeah no uh yeah dude that, that, that's pretty much um i would say that with, without being in the in a fraternity especially like in, in my at this university at utep I, I don't know how else um like how else i would have been social Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, I yeah. think the fraternity really enabled me to. That was your like uh, your avenue. Yeah, right? it was. was it was like method. it was like the vehicle that I used to be like a social person in college. Yeah, it was definitely the fraternity. Yeah. Um, like I would say, some of like my most fun and exciting memories in college definitely came from like one of those parties, right? One of those. Of course, dude. Yeah, those were like the. Uh... Like you said, the, the good old days. It's, it's it's such a it's a thing that you only get to do once, you know. Because yeah. you were you college passed, right? And that's it. That's the that's the that's it, time yeah. you would be in a fraternity. After right. that, I don't know how you feel about it, but like certain things, kind of like a, joining a fraternity. If I were to go to school again, I don't know if I'd do it. I feel like I'm a, I'm past. Yeah. That. No, absolutely. I I agree. And uh, everyone's different because I I know um I know in bigger universities. Mm-hmm. Some older people, they join fraternities at 23, 24, 25. 
Yeah. Um, but I do think it's more of like a, a younger, like a younger person thing. Yeah. Could you imagine like a 29 year old or a 30 year old, yeah. would they join? Yeah. yeah no, there, there's people that do right? it. Yeah. I mean, really? uh, there's, there's people that who went military first and then yeah. decide to get their degree and they go to college and then they join a fraternity. Yeah. Um, but I it's, guess, it's weird. I mean, I think, okay. I don't think it's weird, but it's. In okay, your yeah, mind, it's, it's because a, I, I get weird. what you're trying to say. <laughs> Because you already experienced it. Yeah. So, like, it'd be weird for you to go back. Yes. You feel like you're going back to something you already did. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the way I felt about a lot of things. I feel a lot of, about a lot of things that I've done in my past, mm-hmm. right? Like, uh, like a fraternity. I guess I might. I That could be a thing I, I could do in the future because I've never done it. Yeah. So, I'm not saying it's like an age thing. We're not saying it's like an age thing. But, yeah. But for me, once I do something, for example, I studied it. Like, when I, when I studied abroad in, like... In any of the universities I studied about, if I were to go back, I don't know why I have a feeling like I'm a loser. Like, I'm, I've already been here. Yeah. Why am I here again? There's so much else to do out there in the world. You know what I mean? I felt like that my last year of college with the fraternity. Yeah? Is after, you know, mm. a good two, three years of, you know, just partying. And, and I don't, I don't want to make it seem like I was a fucking party animal. I mean, I... Yeah, you kind of were, but all right. Oh well, I, I you know my parties have always been straight. My academics, yeah. you know. Oh yeah, like dude, you're you've got you've got that's one of the things I respect about you. You've you had you developed like a system early on. Yeah. Where it's just you had it, kind of like academics took care of themselves through your system. Yeah. As long as you followed your system, then you knew you could you could party it up. Yeah, yeah, because exactly. Because you had a system that you can fall upon, fall back on. And yeah, no. You've always been a straight A student and shit. Yeah, always have been, always have been, um, and. You know, I'll talk about some of my grades uh, on the next talking point on like things I'll remember about college, yeah. but still more on the fraternity. Um, yeah. So that last year of, of, of college, um, you start to kind of it. It doesn't lose its luster. Like I still enjoy partying and, you know, drinking like mm-hmm. that. That'll never go away. Yeah. But it loses kind of like um, like you're just ready to move on. Like it's kind of like, OK, like this was fun. Yeah. Like what's next like what's the next step right and for me at the time it was to join the student government right so um after after you know a good year and a half of being very active in the fraternity and whatnot kind of jump ship and um you know I, I decided to do student government and that in itself was a whole other chapter right more professional growth um bigger experiences right i was in a leadership position i had to run you know i had to get voted in so i had to campaign um, the, a whole experience, whole different experience from the fraternity, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, it, it, you're always looking for what's next, right? Like, and that was my case with the fraternity. I, I guess I, I I burned out after like that one or two years that I was in there. Hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, like cool. I still like to party, and also I would still go to the parties that they would throw, but I wasn't as active. But you know, I, to me, I was always like, okay, like what's next? You know, I want to, I want to do something else. And and how was that running for student government? I was like, uh, was it hard? Was it easy? So okay, so I was in student government for two terms. Okay, the yeah. first the first time I ran, it was as a senator at large. Okay, that one, it's not as okay. It's it's difficult regardless. But you know, I'm gonna say in objectively, it's not as difficult because there's twenty. I think there's 24 positions open for senator at large yeah so in reality you just you just had to be the 24th person who got the most votes and you'd be in there does that gotcha. make sense um is so there the 24 app is there more than 24 applicants oh yeah yeah, yeah. no i mean yeah i mean uh, i think when i ran i want to say there was a little bit over 50 
people running for th- that position. So a, a little bit less than half we're gonna get in. Um, but yeah, that it wasn't that hard. You know, it was mm-hmm. still a lot of hard work. I mean, for a whole week, the campaigning week was a the campaigning period was just a whole week. Literally, yeah. you know, from sun up to sundown, you were able to to campaign. So literally for that whole first week, um, you know, uh, I was going from auditorium to auditorium, classroom to classroom. Just giving like you know two three minute speeches on who I was and why they should vote for me. Uh, we even had a <laughs> we had little like business cards printed out with like our face on them and yeah. the party that we were running with and um, just handing those out like by the thousands by the hundreds. Um, yeah, it was very very exhausting, very very exhausting. Um, but it was it was it, it's definitely worth it at the end. Um, you know when, when you see your name on the list basically saying like you made the cut yeah it's fucking cool man that you mm-hmm. uh, you got all these people to vote for you so that was your method you, you yeah well to, that, yeah i mean that's how you class yeah to class. yeah that's, that's i how, was yeah. wondering how you yeah and it. also you would stop people that are walking in the classrooms yeah. you know uh, looking back on it like uh there's always kind of, it's kind of like a like a like a meme especially at, at, at utep where like uh, when when student government elections are going around everyone's like annoyed because like almost in every, in every class that you that you have, yeah. there's like a kid and they're talking about like why you should vote for him, but um, but being being those candidates like actually running, you you don't have time to even think about what people think about you because you're just so focused on getting your name out there and on really just grinding it out for that whole week. Um, but it it's so interesting because once the elections are over and you see the list right, yeah, and it tells you like who got in. Yeah, it was cool that I saw my name there, right? Like that I was, I was, some, I wasn't at the top. I was somewhere in the middle. But what, what's to me, what was more cool was that you. It shows you that like the number of people who voted for you. So, you, objectively, it's just a number when you look at it on paper. But then you think about it, and it's like, holy shit! Like a hundred and some people, two hundred some people that I probably don't even know, like voted for me. Yeah, does that it's make sense? Crazy, it's it, weird. It is. It's, it's these super people weird. saw your name and they were like, "That guy." Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. For guy. whatever reason, whether it was random or I would like to think it's not random, just because there's so many fucking applicants, uh, yeah. candidates that they have purposely had to go in there and like choose your name, right? So that to me was a cool part that I was able to either convince or influence people to to vote for me. That is really cool. Yeah, it was it was interesting. Um, that was my first term, right? After that first term as a senator, I I really enjoyed the experience. Um. It's a very professional thing, like a, like setting wise and ambiance. It's a very like professional. You know, we follow Robert's rules. Very, uh, it's very structured, like the meetings yeah. and stuff. And I really liked it. And I really, I really grew there professionally. And so the year after that, after my 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 tenure was over as a senator, I said, "Fuck it, let's run again." But this time, I'm gonna run for an executive position. Yeah. And I'm very, I'm very, I'm very grateful that at the time. Uh, one of my other best friends decided to run for president mm-hmm. because even though I had thought about it and I was considering it, I don't think I would have run. I would have not run for president or I would have not run for an exec position unless I had like that other, you know, in, in this case, Christian Botello that yeah, decided running. to run for it, for the position. Yeah. So yeah, Christian decided to run for, pre- for president and obviously he needs to get his party together. So, um, that's cool. Yeah. This is so legit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, crazy. I know nothing about the student government. So it's yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And this is, you know, again, this is at UTEP, right? Mm-hmm. It, I can only imagine how much more competitive and just how much bigger the whole climate is for, uh, you know, SGAs and other bigger universities. Yeah. So this is just my experience, like in a relatively small school here in El Paso. Um, but yeah, so we, we, I ended up running as a vice president and see that one was a lot more stressful. Because for the vice president, obviously, there's not 24 positions open. It's yeah. not top 24 to get in. 
like for that position it's literally you need to get the most votes or yeah. else you're not gonna make it yeah so Ooh. yeah that that was that, that particular that particular week was probably the most stressful week that i've had in a, a very long time because the the pressure amounts to you because not only are you are you are you not only do you have to go out there and campaign for yourself but also remember we had to get a party together right so it was me it was christian as a president me as a vice president and then another another girl named jackie as our other vice president because there's it's the exec board is three people and then we had to get all our senators together so we, we run all as a party so there was 24 people that we basically had to find and like basically say hey do you want to run with us like under our party and 24 people yeah around 24 people jesus so, christ yeah dude so we literally had to put this whole you know the like these 30 40 students like in, in a party you know wow we, yeah and we had to obviously we brand ourselves with our name and whatever yeah. but then it's stressful running as an exact position because you're also you're also concerned about their about how your senators are doing because ideally you want to get as many people from your party into the government right yeah kind of like you know politics <laughs> basic cool. politics right <laughs> yeah so uh you know that whole campaigning week yeah you're worried about yourself and making sure that you're campaigning well but you also need to make sure that your that your um senators are are doing well as you know also mm. um so yeah it was a very stressful very stressful week caesar um and that day on 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 result on re- like uh, pretty much like on the results day yeah. when they when they when they were you know when the pa- when the page was hot off the press as they say and <laughs> it was about to get posted up on the window to see who won i have never been so i'm not a nervous person i don't get i don't get anxious a lot but the amount of anxiety I was experiencing, waiting to see like the results. Oh, yeah. God, dude, it was it, it was killer. It was killer. Um, but yeah, you know the the uh, we finally got the the paper, and luckily I was able to, to you know to to get the vice presidency. You were able to secure yeah, the W. Yeah, and it was crazy because all three of our execs got the positions. So mm. we sweep we we sweep we swept we uh what's it called we swept, swept. the house. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it was it was insane, and we had a majority of our senators. Get, That's not get a there common well. thing. No, it's not because it's it's kind of hard if you think about it. Yeah, for for at least for the execs, everybody has to be on the top of the game. Exactly, like for each one of the execs to get in, it's yeah. pretty difficult to do. Usually, what happens is one or two gets in, and then the other person's from like a different party. Yeah, but in our case, all three of us, we 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 got in. All three of us. Um, so yeah, dude, it was it, it was crazy. It was crazy, and uh, I I loved it. I love being a because my position I was the one that was always in charge of meetings and keeping you know uh, decorum mm-hmm. and I would uh, making sure that the meetings ran effectively and um, I like I like being in a position like that yeah and I, and I, I like to think that I did a very a very good job at it too well from the, from the outside I was gonna say from what I heard but I mean I because I don't really talk to a lot of people at UTEP. But from the outside, it seemed like you guys all had your shit together. It was pretty legit. The yeah. way you guys handled it. I mean, even when we were just hanging out, you guys would talk about mm-hmm. it very professionally. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool to see. No, yeah, it was great, dude. And uh, yeah, it's so interesting. Once you're in a in a like in a in a politically charged environment like that, yeah. because like in our case, the students are like our constituents, right? Uh-huh. Um, and obviously, they get pissed for certain. They get pissed at things too right yeah. like is everything working are we good yeah sorry yeah. sorry because i was looking at the i was looking at the blue light i was looking for the mic <laughs> like there's usually a blue light but it's not but now we're good yeah continue what, what, what you were saying oh, uh, um yeah so i was saying how it's people uh, get pissed Who yeah gets pissed? people get, students get pissed right why whether so it, 
Oh, we we had a very interesting year because um, during the year of of our of our term, mm. we had there was a lot of things going on at UTEP. We had a uh, a lot of like a. Uh, the biggest thing was when the new president came in. So Dr. Diana Natalicio had announced her retirement yeah. right after, I, mean, I want to say over 30 years or close to 30 years of being the Utah president. She finally decided to step down. So we obviously had to find a new president for the university. And then once, uh, once word got out on who the, who the board had selected, who was Heather Wilson, um, a lot of the LGBTQ community were very upset that she that she was selected because she had she's she had made I think some comments like a couple of years ago. So I mean, first of all, uh, Heather Wilson, the new president, badass, complete badass. Mm-hmm. Like she she used she used to be the secretary of the, of the Air Force. No shit. Yeah, dude, the secretary Jesus. of the fucking Air Force, and she stepped down there to become the president at UTEP. Wow. So first, you know, there was a lot of like conspiracy from some of the students, like. Like, why would she step down as a secretary of the Air Force to be, you know, to be a YouTube president? What was the conspiracy? What were they saying? Just like they were saying, like, like that's weird. Like, that's sketchy. Like, why would she do that? Like, she's planning something. Or, like... <laughs> planning yeah, to do what they were, they with were, the university? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> they were just, you know, finding ways to, like... I don't know. You know, when you don't like someone, you're going to try to, like, validate and come up with whatever reason That's ridiculous. Can. Yeah. Like, so, they were like, dude, that, they were like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, she's stepping down from the... From the you know, from the Air Force to this from Secretary of the Air Force to become a president at UTEP in El Paso. And a lot of people it didn't sit right with them. But with with the LGBT LGBTQ community, they were especially upset because she she had made she had made some votes in the past pretty much against I don't remember exactly what like the statutes were, but pretty much uh it went against like support of that community. Mm-hmm. Or at least that's the way that the community interpreted it. So a lot of LGBTQ community in, at UTEP were very upset, very very upset, and then uh, they started showing up to our meetings. They started showing up to our meetings. To your government meetings. Like yeah, our student uh, government. Our Thursday, our th- at Thursday at six p.m. We started getting a lot of, I guess you could call them protesters. Pro- I don't want to say protesters because that's a thing like a or like students who just want to voice their wanted, opinion. There we go. Exactly. They wanted their, their voice to be heard. Yeah. And that's cool. For like the next for the next couple of weeks, it the the. The audience kept getting bigger, and oh, bigger, wow. and bigger, and the 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 outcry on social media was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, so until one day we we, uh, we 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 set up a meeting specifically to hear everyone out, and I think at the, I think for that meeting over like forty or fifty students showed up, and we had a mic set up, and they all went up and like pretty much talked about whatever their you know their their opinion, their, opinion, like their views, yeah. and then. There was there was a the handful who were very vocal and they got very aggressive. Like some of those meetings, I'll tell you what for for one of those meetings we had a uh, plain clothes uh, officers in the meetings just in case things got out of control. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I was I was thinking like uh, officers are part of your no no, no. we had like, like uh, police no, like, officers yeah like the UT system police officers they were in plain clothes and they were just sitting there just wow. in case anything happened yeah because it was a very charged atmosphere you could feel the Tense. tension and it, it's crazy because obviously. Not everyone in in, in your in the in the student government has the same political views, right? Yeah. Like like anywhere. So some senators were very for, some were against. So then you know, wow. yeah. So you know, people start debating against each other, and then now you have the audience who's very riled up and you know speaking out, and uh, it's it's very interesting. And at one point, I remember people started like yelling 
like the, the the audience started yelling and then i I, had to, I got up and i started telling them like hey sit down sit down sit down um because we had a system that order, if, order yeah, order in the exactly, court. exactly like that that was literally my job um the the for that meeting where we had all those people show up um there was literally a rule that we set forward that if look if if you uh, if you speak out of uh, if you speak out of term which basically means like if you're not if you're if you don't have the right to speak and you interrupt or you're yelling or whatever and, and that happens three times like the cops are gonna you know they, i'm gonna ask the cops to remove you so there was this, uh, there was a uh, this uh one senator actually in particular who who uh a couple times that's the title like hey you know like calm down calm down but you see it, that meeting got the tensions got so high at one point that I, even i kind of let some of my anger out because wow. the at one point everyone starts yelling like the 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 audience, uh, the, the 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 students who had had shown up, they yeah. started they they got really riled up about something. I don't know what it was. I don't remember the details, but they started yelling and stuff. So I get up and I'm like, "Hey, order, order!" Like point of order, point of order. No one was listening. <laughs> and then one girl gets up and she starts pointing at me. And then I get up and then I like kind of walk them and I like I start yelling at her back, right? And then I caught myself and I brought by my composure. Um, but yeah, it was a very hectic, very hectic uh, atmosphere in there. But it was interesting because. We were a lot of people don't get to experience something like that. Yeah, yeah. man, that's why I'm so uh, I'm like looking at you with, like, like this face of like awe. I didn't know you went through all this. That's so cool. It's it's like it's crazy. I was thinking about how I don't know how I don't know anything about government. Mm-hmm. I don't know how democracy got invented, <laughs> but yeah. I feel uh, it's so cool seeing it work in a uh, at like least a in, university yeah. setting and with it's and how it's when people take it seriously because you guys took it very seriously and other other people were taking it seriously how it i mean it was like full-blown like adults like it's like uh yeah it's like the real government yeah yeah at least a little taste of it Mm -hmm. and but the odd thing is is that everyone's still kids exactly exactly everybody's a kid still when when you're when you're in those positions at least for at least for the student government you sometimes lose sight of that That like you get you get so caught up in your in your agenda or or your policy that you forget like the biggest thing you should be getting out of this is experience yeah. and, and growth, personal and professional growth. Yeah. But you, you forget about that sometimes because you get caught up in all the politics. Wow. Yeah. And it's crazy. And uh, last thing about that one meeting where everyone got riled up at the end of the meeting, uh, because Christian as a president, he received most, most of the flack, right? Cause he's like obviously the face of the, of the government and the student government. Um, and he received the, they, they, they tore him a new one at that meeting. Mm-hmm. Some of the, some of like the, some of the students, like they were literally like, um, like attacking him, like personally. Wow. Yeah. I remember one student even called out the way he was sitting. It was like, there you are sitting with your legs crossed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like in, on, on a microphone, it was being live streamed, everything. So yeah, it, at times it got, the tensions were really high. So anyway, at the, when that meeting concludes, wow. um, they, they had the, the administration, like, you know, the mm-hmm. UTEP administration actually told the, the execs, you know, me, Christian and Jackie to stay back so that we could get escorted out by the police just in case. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, we got escorted out of the, of the classroom you with know, like our, our little security detail. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I would, you know, none of us were scared and I, I personally, I would have, I would have been hundred percent fine if I didn't have the security detail, yeah. but 
you know, I was like, it's like a liability thing. They just said, look, just in case, we'll just, we're going to walk to your, you were going to walk you guys to your cars. That's interesting yeah. because you guys are all still kids. Exactly. <laughs> and this exactly. is all, just, and it's so easy. It's a university thing. And, and what can the student government really do about the president? The big, ex- exactly. Like exactly. you guys can't do anything about the, that, no, right? Dude, the only, oh. the only, and that's the thing is that the students didn't understand that. All you guys do is like student activity stuff. For right? the most part, but or we student life we do have we do have a. I would say our, our primary our primary role is to voice voice opinions. So you you're you're the voice. So you can you have like a seat at the table with the president. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, for sure. But you're not. You're kind. But of, we're not calling the shots. Yeah. Of we're kind of we're kind of there as an ad, the as an advising as an advising um, entity. Yeah. Like this is what the, the students ups. want. Yeah. Like and this is what they want and why they want it. We do we do get to decide some you know some. So we do have some like actual power and governance on things we can pass and things like that. But for the most part, when it comes to big changes like that, you know, we only we only have a seat at the table. We're not no. calling the shots. And so, some students don't understand how the system works. Like it's not up to the it's not up to us whether or not we choose this president or not. Yeah. So I mean, I remember there was even petitions going around of like um like basically you know canceling Heather Wilson or like. Uh, removing the nomination, right? Wow. But I mean, you that really you, like that's not up to us. Like this isn't even this isn't even a UTEP decision. This is a UT system decision. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. there's a board of directors at the UT system level. Yeah. That are making this these calls. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of really it's it's kind of hard to you know, I guess make uh to disrupt kind of that that chain of command up there, but. Dude, I feel you, but that, that's crazy. I didn't know you yeah. went through uh, through all that, but I think that's an incredible experience. It was. It I'm was. A big fan of House of Cards. You ever watched the show? House I of haven't. Cards? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it it reminds me of that a little bit. I, yeah. At least the, I could see you say like the politics. It gets really deep into the politics. Yeah. So I could kind of uh, imagine, which is really dope. You think you'll ever go into the government? You think you'll ever run for office? Like politics? Yeah. Legit politics in the future? Would you be open to it? Yeah, absolutely. Really? I yeah, absolutely. Wow. I I definitely would do it. Um, but I I I'll, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't do it just like by myself. Like someone would have to run either with me, or yeah, I wouldn't do it by myself. Yeah, you want a team like you did like. Yeah, at least another person to run with. But I mean, this is something more. I'd probably do it like later on in my career. Maybe like of once course, I, once yeah. I retire, or some shit. But it's interesting that you're open to it as of now. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I enjoyed it. I really did. I, wow. I enjoyed it. That whole ex- SGA experience. Yeah, I don't know why I couldn't. I, I, it doesn't attract me. Yeah. I feel like I'm more of a lone, lone wolf, but I feel I see you as a, as like, if it's a good fit, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, good times. Good times there. And but, that was towards the end of your college experience? Yeah. That was like yeah. the last two years, right? Pretty much, yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, when I think about college, I think about my fraternity. Yeah. I think about SGA. Um, that really is what defines my college experience when I look back on it. Is my you look back as a, SGA. you remember, I remember when we were freshmen in college, <laughs> you would call me and we'd talk and, or we would just talk and you would say like, dude, I miss high school, like high school forever. And I couldn't believe you were saying these words. Yeah. I was like, what are you saying? <laughs> you were like, high school, for you. it was a half joke. I understand yeah, it was like, yeah, a, was like a joke, <laughs> like Caesar high school forever. But I, I, you were joking about the high school forever thing, but I do. You do. You were missing high school, no? I, I in get, the beginning. I get nostalgic. Yeah, you got nostalgic. Yeah, particularly when I go through pictures. Yeah. Like uh, whether it's on my phone or the yearbook, um, I'll go back like you know back to 2016, 2014, 2015. Yeah. Well, actually, no, before that, because I was yeah in high school, like 20, 
2014. And I see all those pictures, right? And then you kind of like reinsert yourself to the moment that picture was taken and you remember little details about uh, that night or that mm-hmm. picture or the or the people you were with that yeah. night. And I don't know. I, I get nostalgic, right? I feel you. But, I feel you. And then, and then I think what happened was you found the fraternity and then you got... That's when you yeah. were like, oh, college. But yeah, I was dope. never... Yeah, I was never like... Uh, no, I mean, I was never like really like oh, like I miss high school so much. Like I get, I got nostalgic. Like yeah, know, like once in a while when I would go through pictures, like oh, I remember that. Like, but I mean, it's something I got over really quickly. Like mm-hmm. I, I was never too hung up about it. Hung up on it. What advice would you give with the right now? You, this Carlos. What advice would you give a college freshman Carlos? Okay. Coming in on anything. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, definitely join a social organization, whether that's a fraternity or anything else that you join. Join one specifically for social development. Yeah. And then join another organization for professional development. So you get the best of, the, the best of both worlds. Okay. Um, I think it's important that you start building your social skill set, especially in college, because yeah. it's going to help with your, with your networking, with interviews, you know, with everything. You know, I think having a good, good, social, a good social skill foundation, you can use that and apply it to any part of your life, not just social scenes. Gotcha. Man, dude, I mean, my interviews and, you know, when I have interviews and I'm applying to jobs and stuff, like, I, 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 I really, you know, having these past experiences with the fraternity and an SGA really have, like, allowed me to level up when it comes to interviews and applying for jobs because I know how to talk to people. I know how mm-hmm. to connect with them. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. in an interview setting. You specifically did one, you, you focused on one, like, social organization and one professional organization exactly. like specifically right my problem was that i wanted to join a lot of organizations mm-hmm. and i ended up kind of mm, <clears throat> floating around yeah. like a few like a handful like three or four organizations and the, the problem with that is that i mean you just don't get any depth you get like serve you get to scratch the surface on each one but you don't get to build those deep relationships which yeah. you get in like a fraternity as you spend more time the more time you spend with people the deeper your relationship gets mm-hmm. so it's just a time thing yeah you, know, I, you can't i can't expect it to get really deep if i'm just going one hour a week mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that's good advice yeah I, I, I would definitely say and also you know apply to internships even yeah. in your freshman year just start going after those internships yeah Get some uh, practical world world yeah. experience oh, on yeah. anything, huh? Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be like your what job you're interested in. Maybe just a skill you're interested in. Yeah, absolutely. Because That's ultimately, what you did. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Just, well, you, I took you just full went, advantage of that, bro. I mean, I did. How many internships did I do? Three. Yeah, I think three. While I was in college. Mm-hmm. And you were. What was your like? Uh, how would you choose an internship? Was it like I would just, It has to. The job has to excite you. Or was it the prestige? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um, I would say when I was initially starting out, mm-hmm. it was most. I would mostly look at kind of like uh, the company, like who the company was, and what it is that they. I guess, I guess prestige, a little bit of prestige. Now you know, I'm more interested in finding an occupation that I'm happy and excited about. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't really care who the company is. Um, is that because uh, you um, you did go after jobs with Prestige and then you saw like, eh, I don't know, I'm not too excited about this. And, and you realized the, that's when you realize it's more important to be excited about the job than 
to a specific company. Yeah, I mean, and I, I didn't work for like I guess you know what people would might consider very prestigious companies, but you know I did work for Raytheon. I did work for I did an internship with the FBI. Yeah, I did an internship with you know other three letter agencies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess some of those are very prestigious, but um, I it was through those experiences, some of those internships that I've had, <clears throat> that um, <clears throat> sorry that have made me realize that today what I'm looking for primarily is to be excited and happy about my job. Cause I, I had a couple, I had maybe one or two internships where shit, I was bored out of my mind, dude. Like for eight hours, I was just sitting on a computer. Yeah. Kind of just, you know, like, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's good. That, I mean, <clears throat> that's good that you got that experience. Yeah. That teaches a lot. Mm-hmm. The problem I the problem might be in not doing anything like just foregoing the, is that the word for going like yeah. the the internships not doing it? Uh, yeah. I think that was my one of the things no, but, that I looking back I would advise myself to get more internships. Yeah, no, but but you you took advantage of another opportunity which was studying abroad. Yeah, so. but but it's yeah, I guess so, but it's a uh, it's different. It's I I I agree that the I find it invaluable. Mm-hmm. But I like the I I would throw in a couple internships in there too. Yeah. I think because mm-hmm. this is a way that I that, I, that I, when I look back and I think about why do internships mm. and there was there's, there was a couple times in those very boring internships I had where I was sitting down and just kind of like analyzing and thinking about my life and shit and I and, and, I, and I would I would I would tell myself if I did not do this internship and let's say I, I, I saw this job opening and I applied for it and I got this as my career I'd be fucking miserable like yeah I, i'd be sad like i'd be pretty just bummed mm-hmm. out to be here and that to me it really it i it, it highlights the importance of internships not necessarily because of the position you're in but because it allows you to see people there who work full-time and then you 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 kind of put yourself in their shoes and you ask yourself what i like doing what they're doing as a job yeah so it it, it gives you like like breath you know of like the organization and whether it's whether or not you're gonna like working for them yeah it gives you that's very smart <clears throat> perception on like you know kind of what the job's gonna look like yeah yeah any real world experience yeah definitely um which is i think similar to the study about it's it's just different but uh, as in like you get to see that there's like a a big world out there so many experiences mm-hmm. to be lived um and uh you get to decide if you want to just what kind of life do you want to live like this is a the the, the availability to travel and to see see other cultures and stuff is available, mm-hmm. um, and not everybody lives the same life that we live here in the United States. Yeah, so you get to see how people are happy with less and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and now, dude. So, uh, what do you think, fifty-year-old uh, uh, Carlos? Okay. What would he? What advice would he give Carlos right now? As he's uh, going into this next era of his life with a new job, moving out to a new city. Um, currently, uh, you know, you've got a relationship, um, uh, just what advice do you think? And I don't know anything in, in career wise or just life wise, what would he tell you to advise you in doing more of what activities would he tell you do more of this? Um, let me think. I think, uh, I think I, I need to learn to be a little more giving like, so. uh, Yeah. I think uh, if I'm being, you know, self-reflecting on who I am and, you know, yeah. my characteristics and all that, all that shit, uh, I think that's like one of the departments I'm probably lacking in the most is like giving, whether it's charities or, um, 
you know, my time. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, especially, you know, my girlfriend's the one who's primarily been like making me like a little bit better at this mm-hmm. is, um, just to be more giving, right? Like, yeah. you know, give that dollar or $5 to that, you know, homeless man you see asking for money on the street. Uh, do things like that, right? Donate to charities. Um, donate your time somewhere. Let me ask you why, specifically for charities, or why would you, what do you seek? Are you seeking to give or are you seeking to do something useful for the world? Because the, the reason I ask it that way is because it, the way you're describing it, I feel like you're just looking to do something useful for the world. It doesn't have to necessarily be. Yeah. Just like giving money. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Definitely, um, definitely giving back to this world some way. Yeah. Some way, shape, or form. There's a guy named Derek Sivers, and he started a company called uh, CD Baby. And he was a musician for like 10 years or something like that. And then he started this company, kind of fell into it because there was nobody, there was nobody who would. If you were a musician and you had a CD, there was nobody that there's, there wasn't a platform that you could sell it on. Okay. So it was it was a website where you could sell your CDs. Anyways, it got really big. He eventually sold it for like twenty million, and he gave away like all the earnings. Wow. That he made, but he has a very interesting blog where he talks about life, and mm-hmm. he's a he's got a book called Anything You Want, and it's the the forty lessons he learned in the in the ten years of building that company. And he has a very interesting way of looking at business looking at love and looking at life. And one of the way, one of the things he talks about in his blog posts, they're really short, is he talks about how to kind of like live a successful life. And he tries to read, he, he says for him, a successful life has two parts. One is um, success, which is like, is measured by what you do for this world and how useful what useful things you give to the world. What did you do to help improve like humanity, to help get us along, uh, you know, move us along, uh, I don't know, the, yeah, keep push humanity yeah. forward, right? And so that's success, right? When you do things for the world. Um, and the second part of success is uh, happiness, which is your own life, your lifestyle design, like your pursuit of things that you, uh, that you were interested in. And he says that success has to have both of these parts. If you really want to be successful in life, you have to have a balance of both of these things. You have to be successful in the sense that you do, you create and you do stuff that is useful for the world, but you also have to be um, happy, which is like you pursue the things that you love. But there's a balance there because if you're just happy, then you're not really successful because you never added anything to the world. Yeah. You just followed, you created your lifestyle, right? That's great. You travel around the world and you just do shit for you, but... You never did anything to help humanity. And then the opposite end, if you just do things to help like the world, but you never focus on your happiness, you're not successful either because, I mean, you didn't enjoy your life. Yeah. Like, what was the point of you being here? Working, so I, uh, working on, you know, hard. Yeah. I find that interesting because for me, that's like a perfect definition of, uh, of success. And as you're talking about, like, what advice, uh, the advice that he would give you, your 50-year-old self would give you is to give more. I think uh, I think it goes with that. You have a lot of. Uh, I think you're, I think you're right there though. I think you have a lot of success personally, like mm-hmm. and and you're happy because you follow the things you, you love. But uh, yeah, I just I wanted to bring that up because, I don't know. I think I think it's fascinating, and I think in the job that you're going to, I think you're gonna have a lot of opportunities to give back. Yeah. So that's that's fucking dope. 
Yeah. So that's yeah. That, that, I would say that's the the area of advice that uh, I would hope fifty year old me would tell me now. <laughs> yeah. That's dope, bro. Switching. Uh, do you you gotta go? No, I don't. You I'm good. Don't. Good on we've time. Been, we've been rolling for like for an hour. I got a lot more really? questions. Yeah. Time kind of flies. Yeah, and no, I'm good, dude. You good? good on time. I want to get more like personal into our personal lives, but okay. I'm just gonna talk about my my life. You can. You can talk. You can talk as much as you want, or you don't have to say anything cool, you don't okay. want to. Of course. And by the way, I forgot to tell you. You, I can edit shit out. Yeah, no. So anything you want, I can cut out. That's what, dude. Did I'm, you remember? I'm an, open, I'm an open book. Here we go, man. All right, All right. let's. Ah, oh, let's take us back to memory lane. Senior year of high school, right? Okay. I was. <laughs> the story of the two and dress. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you. I was going after these. Uh, well, well, I wasn't going after. I was dating a girl, and I was. I had eyes for another girl at the same time, but it never yeah. did anything. Right. Anyway, that was like my first big rejection, right? With that other girl um, right. that that uh, <laughs> wasn't my girlfriend, but that I liked. Yeah. Um, and I remember I had broken up with my girlfriend. To, and to pursue other endeavors, right? I, it wasn't just for that. It was more, it wasn't specifically to pursue the other girl, right? It was just, I just knew I'm not done dating. Yeah. And I felt in that relationship like, whoa, this is feels like, like, um, I don't know. I, I feel like the vibes are off. I feel like she was thinking like, this is it. This is it. This is the one relationship. And for me, I was like, I get it. I get it. This is very good. We got good. We work well together, but I'm not ready to just settle down. Anyway, the, the others. <laughs> so I break it off. Right. And then I'm like, hey, I'll explore other options. So I started exploring other options with this girl, and I remember getting rejected. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember that too. Very, it was it wasn't a bad rejection, but I couldn't handle rejection at all back yeah. then. And and uh, back then, Caesar was whoo beating around the bush a lot, right? Yeah. As in, like I was not straightforward at all. Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, like trying to hide it. Actually, trying to hide yeah. my attraction to a girl. I bring this up because it's forever going to be stuck in my head. That scene when I get rejected that night, that night you come over to my house and we go for a walk and we start talking about it. And uh, I was really, really hurt. And then we sit down on the bell on, on, uh, on the curb, on the curb. <laughs> <laughs> and I started crying. <laughs> why did I start crying? I don't remember why I started crying. Uh, I think cause I was just, embarrassed yeah you, you you felt so i uh, to, to give context is i think you 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 had you had message you had sent her a message or yeah. something and then uh oh i got blocked she was like no we're just friends boom blocked i, I don't know what happened no, no no that didn't happen though she you had sent a message or something and then she tweeted oh yeah she tweeted something oh, like tweeted a it. like a like i hate it when i hate it when guys Take flirting for or no, no, for no friendliness. I, yeah. Being friendly for flirting. Yes, yes, yeah, like that. And back then, that was a huge blow to yeah, Caesar's yeah. <laughs> ego. She tweeted that right, and I, you, you don't have Twitter back then. Oh, I didn't have Twitter. So that's, right. uh, that's when I came over and I say, "Let's go for a walk, good old buddy." Yeah, because you and, found out before me, right? Because yeah, I have to, I had Twitter and I I was like, "Oh, well, that's interesting. Like, I wonder what this is about." Um, so that's when I came over here and I showed you the tweet. But you already knew what it was about, right? I had my suspicions, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You're a smart guy. Yeah. Anyway, the point of the story is not the whole rejection thing. It's the way, bro, you're fucking awesome. I started, your boy started crying for no reason. For such a stupid reason. 
and you're just like, hey, man, you put your arm around me. And you're like, hey, bro, it's okay, bro. It's going to be okay, bro. Come on, bro. You're, you're such a catch. Come on, bro. This, this girl, bro, she doesn't even know. She doesn't even know what she's missing out on. It was such a movie moment, bro. You know, just two youngsters, two best friends. And such a wholesome scene, <laughs> sitting on the curve on the on our neighborhood that we grew up in. It's like, and such a fitting scene because it's such a part of like, it's a part of like, the growth as youth, you know. And anyway, that's one of the moments that I look back upon, cause it's, uh, it's dope. <laughs> it's it's a great memory. Yeah. And I wanted to share that and put it on, put it on record in case, so in, in case we forget. Well, I, I don't I know think, why we would yeah, forget. Yeah, no, this but. is. I think that that's one of. The, one of those memories that we're never going to forget. Yeah. You know, just kind of like a, a bonding, bonding experience we had. Yeah. That's two, that's two youngsters. Dude, I don't know. I don't remember. I think I've, I was a bully to you, bro. When we were little. Yeah. Why no, was yeah. I punching you so much? I don't know. You were punching you. I just thought it was hilarious that I would punch you in the arm and you would start, you yeah. it would hurt you. I was like, dude, yeah. And you used to do that knuckle thing or you used to uh, like, <laughs> yeah. And then you just like hit me. God. Yeah. I remember. I was such yeah. a dick, but it's because you would laugh, and I thought you were having fun too. <laughs> I was like, "I'm having fun, he's having fun," <laughs> but you weren't having. Were you having fun? Well, I don't remember, but I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm like... pretty sure no one liked to get hit, <laughs> you know, I'm especially so by their best friend. <laughs> oh man, you. What I remember how we became best friends. You just kind of. I was crying again. I cry a lot, I guess, in our in our journey as friends. Second grade, it was walking Wednesdays. And my mom couldn't make it. And I was still really nervous about being alone. And uh, I was crying because my mom couldn't make it a walking Wednesdays. Because usually you can have your parents come walk with you. That's right. I forgot about that. And I didn't really know anyone. Yeah. I wasn't really like, I don't know, social. And you came up to me and you were like, hey, man, Caesar, why are you crying, man? Come on. Who's my best friend, bro? Come <laughs> on. That's the moment that I remember. Like, what? We're best friends? That made me feel so good. <laughs> um I, I just I that did you just decided we were best friends? Yeah, no. It was what it was I remember. <laughs> uh, what I remember had happened. It, it was second grade. I remember you were sitting on. So we used to have a playground, and then you know, obviously to keep all the sand in, there used to be this little like black plastic border around yeah. the playground. I remember you were sitting there. That, that's where I remember. That, this is this is my recollection. Um, I remember I, I remember you were sitting there, and. I go sit next to you and I just straight up ask if you want to be best friends. And that that's how I remember it. Damn. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. But then that's, that's what, I don't know. After that, it was just kind of like, yeah, we're yeah. best friends. Yeah. And then, and then now our, our parents are very good friends. Yeah. Our, your younger brother, my younger brother are best friends too. So definitely the start of, you know, a very beautiful relationship. It's with, strange though how it worked out, huh? Cause we were like young we mm -hmm. still didn't know have like our personalities really yeah, course, developed yeah. but it's because the, the reason i mentioned that is we watch so many like friendships fall apart when people say that they're the best of best of friends yeah and i've watched so many like fall apart like jesus christ like they don't talk to each other anymore um and it's crazy i think we're both open-minded people yeah i agree i like your way of debating i like the way you argue the way you argue is very logical and you've got a uh, I need to work on kind of because I think I get too philosophical with everything. And yeah. I'm like, I don't like to say like anything for sure. Like if somebody tells me 
their point of view, right? Like this is, I don't like to say things like this is the way it is because in reality, I don't know, but I think that's a good skill in debate. Like this is, no, no, you're wrong. This is the way it is. But I, I think that's why I'm a terrible debater because I'm like, oh, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're, maybe you're right, but I'm, I don't know if you're right. But you are just kind of like, you've got, how do you structure, when you're in debate mode, what goes on through your head? Do you have like bullet points that you're going to hit? Yeah, to me, to me, when I'm arguing or debating, whatever you want to call it, I always tell myself, how can I paint the picture so clearly to where they cannot, you know, where they cannot not see it? Like, yeah. uh, my, my, my job when I'm arguing or debating is whether I'm right or wrong, I try to paint the picture as clear as possible for them to see where I'm coming from and for anyone else that's around us to kind of. Yeah. Because a lot of times you win arguments not by convincing the person you're arguing with, but by convincing the people around you that are listening into our, to the argument gotcha, or the gotcha. debate. Sometimes the person you're arguing with is... Uh, you're not going to get through them, but yeah. you might get through to the people who are around you. And a lot, of, a lot of times I would consider that a successful argument. How do you make sure that you don't become that person who can't see the other side of an argument? What do you... Uh, as you're arguing, do you have any like reminders for yourself because sometimes you can just i mean i've never seen you digging your dig your heels in but i think it's just human nature to yeah dig your heels sometimes. and not uh huh. yield yeah because what, what if you're wrong you ever you ever been in a situation where you were arguing and, and you were wrong yeah. yeah yeah absolutely man i mean i think this happens in old relationships a lot of times you know like you get in okay. arguments sometimes you just have to pick your battles you know, like sometimes it's not worth it to argue over something silly and stupid. So, you know, I just yield or uh, yeah, I'll give in. But I, 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 since since I think that I'm very logical, and yeah. I think that, and I think that like I know what it is that I'm trying to get across. Be, I don't know. It's, I'm trying to find the words to explain it, I but it. it's um. It's kind of like, how can you not see it? So I'll never dig my heels in, mm -hmm. but I'll kind of like, like I will never try to like forcefully change your mind by arguing or debating. Like I'll just kind of, like if I see it's not going anywhere, I'll just be like, like okay, like that's fine. Then at that point, my job is just to try to get the people around me to see, you know, to, to agree yeah. with my. When, if, you're debate, if you're in the middle of a debate or argument and you realize, oh, I'm wrong, mm -hmm. do you just admit it? You're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'll, 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 yeah, I admit it. I don't... Uh, what's it called? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not prideful. Okay. I'm not. I think, that's, I think that, that's why our friendship has worked so well. I feel like we're both not... Is that the word prideful? Or yeah, we're like we're willing to, but then again, you and I, we've never really gone into. Yeah, I'm not much of an argue. I don't really argue with people, or yeah. no. But even that, we 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 really haven't even like gone mad at each other. Yeah, like I can't think of a time where, I mean, besides when we were kids, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. But like, I can't think of a, like a time in our adult lives where I like was mad at you or that you were mad at me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I it's a it, weird thing. It's a weird thing. Do you do you see that in a lot of your friendships and most of your friendships relationships? Because mm -hmm. I see that as a common thing in my, most of my friendships. But you don't get into a fight. Yeah, if I'm arguing with someone, I just kind of stop talking to them. Like I don't want to 
I, I, I kind of stop talking to you if we argue a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I waste, that wastes my, I just don't like to, I don't like it. I don't like it, so I'm just not going to talk to you. I'd rather talk yeah. to people that I don't argue with. You know what? Most of uh, most of my friendships, yeah, I would say that. Uh, well, I'm 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 very non-confrontational with yeah. a lot of things. Like I, I'd rather not, you know, confront people about things. But um, yeah, I would say that most of. I mean, there's been a couple times with some friends that you know I get mad at. Yeah. Right. And no, but like as a whole, like because I think some people have. I have had friends. Never mind. I've had friends in the past that they just want to argue, and I think that's how all their friendships go. But well, it sounds like a personality trait at that point, yeah, you know. It is a personality trait. Well, yeah, man. Ah, what other questions did I want to ask you, Carlos? Mm, I don't know, man. I'm just excited for you to go, finally uh, to go. Yeah, Not to spread my wings, as you say. Yeah, dude, you're going to like it a lot. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. Yeah, it's going to be dope, bro. But, uh, yeah, hopefully I don't get too lonely up there. Nah, you won't. You won't. You won't. You're such a, you're such a calm guy, Carlos. I've never... I don't know. I've, I, I'm a very calm guy. You're calm but intense at the same time. Well, you turn it... You're like zero or a hundred. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like just chilling. But when you want something... You're like relentlessly uh, go after it. Like right now, you're just chilling. You're like at a whatever. Um, but like you, I've seen you, you when you go after jobs and stuff. It's it's pretty cool to watch. Yeah. I, I need a. And I feel like I'm always at a. I don't know at a fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm always at a fifty percent. I'll be excited about a lot of things. Equally, I don't I don't know, but I don't think that's a good, a good trait. Anyway, bro, thanks for coming on. I don't know. You got any other questions? Um, no, I, any, any I, I had a great time. I, 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 I've never done something like this before. Yeah. Um, but I, I can tell you it's you did a good job or we did a good job because at times in our conversation, I, I forgot that I was speaking into a mic. Yeah. Like I'm just talking to you, like answering your questions. And I think that's what this is all about. Or yeah. All about. I'm working know? on it. I'm working on it. Yeah, it's, it's good. I like it. I've gotten better, but I've definitely got a lot. I want to get even better because mm-hmm. um, sometimes I just hit spots where I, I guess I, it's not that I don't know how to say uh, what to say. Well, yeah, it's, I don't know what to say, but then I get in my own head and I start saying, say something, say something, yeah. say something. <laughs> uh, it's, it's incredible. I have a lot of respect for the people who have just conversations on, on a mic and it just kind of flows. Mm-hmm. It's an art. It really is an art, an art of conversation. And I've always thought, you know, the no conversation is awkward unless you make it awkward i agree and uh, you can see that perfect example with the people who have big podcasts mm-hmm. there's really no awkward conversation even if the other person even if the person the the guest is like awkward or the w- the one who does it a lot for example the host like joe rogan they always kind of they can work with any guest mm-hmm. um, which i find an incredible thing and, and i don't know why it attracts me a lot so i hope I hope uh, I, I'm gonna do this podcast for a long time. Yeah, um, but I just hope I get I get good at it, and I hope it's useful for people in some way, whether it's just my little brother, little cousins, or our future or selves. Grand audience. Yeah, or yeah, or our future selves that we look back and sometimes we forget to uh, acknowledge how much we've grown. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna see uh, you, it, when I look back on my first podcast, it's just like Jesus Christ. 
this guy didn't have what was he thinking so unconfident and what are you saying on the mic bro yeah um it's it's fascinating to watch your mentality grow and it, it gives you a little boost you're like oh let's keep going mm-hmm. so but uh, before uh before we sign off here um you know for time capsule's sake uh, yeah why don't you tell me and then i'll go uh, tell me, you know, kind of where you are in your life right now. Yeah. Um, and like your goals for the next year or two, yes. whether it's professionally this or this personally. This is good. This is good. Um, well, one, I want to <clears throat> first want to start off with my goal is to be extra, really ex- very prepared for every podcast. I okay. don't think I was, I would. So this podcast, I kind of experimented with the one we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see. How would it go if I just didn't write down any questions? Okay. And it went all right. It went good. It went good. But I felt like if I had written down way more questions, I could have gotten, I could have gotten more out of it. Like I could have gotten us with a, a, a uh, an awesome, a more awesome conversation. Mm-hmm. So goal number one, be uh, extra prepared for all the podcasts. Uh, okay. But like life goals. Like, like. Born in the short term, obviously. In the short know. term, in the next six months. Oh yeah, next six months to a year, I would say. All right, in the next six months, I'd uh, I just got an internship with this catering company. They do high end catering. It's weird how I landed into it. Um, Dude, I didn't know about this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So, so I've been running a lot of experiments, right? <laughs> right. Where I, right. Wait, wait, I by the way, people. did you ever get a response from the bakeries? I no, not in through email. So I got to okay. email them. I actually I went in person and I dropped off my resume. Yeah, yeah, I remember letter. that one. But you haven't heard back from them yet. No, I haven't heard oh, it back okay. from them. Um, but well, the reason and so and so the reason I wasn't pursuing that uh, I didn't. I guess the reason I didn't email them was one because I, I I'm a bitch. I forgot. <laughs> and two, it's because I got this internship on Friday. It came okay. out of nowhere. Wow, a that, few months. That's ago, awesome. I didn't know about that. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. A few months ago, when I was when the pandemic started, I started messaging restaurants to see what I how I could help them because I was I wanted to do something right. Yeah. Felt like I was just sitting there, so I was offering like my skills. I was offering. It was it was the first time Caesar was really reaching out to people. I wanted okay. to reach out to the world, and I was started getting responses from restaurants like, "Thank you so much for being so caring during this time," and like, "No, right now there's nothing you can do." One of the responses I got, I sent a, a message to a to a restaurant called Contigo. Okay. That I thought I had been to. And because um, I thought it was this restaurant that I had been to that was really good. Mm-hmm. And I got, a re- I got a response from my, from the owner. Um, and he was like, uh, hey, Caesar, thank you so much. Um, we might have a marketing position available. So I'll, I'll, uh, but is that something you're interested in? Um, P.S. Or by the way, awesome podcast. And so I was like, what? That blew my mind. In wait, two wait, ways. Wait, when was that? Was this? When did when did this response interchange happen? This that happened March. Jesus, bro, that's insane. Yeah, okay. that that blew my mind in two ways because it was the first time I was first I was emailing people, right? Yeah. Blew my mind. Number one, uh, I guess three ways. Number one, I can't believe I got a response from this guy. Yeah, like it's the owner responding to me, so that was blowing my mind a little. Number two, he um, offered. It, it was the incredible that. I could have possibly opened the door for a position with one email. Yeah. That was like, it left me in awe. Like, that's it? Wow. Like, you really just got to Go talk to people. And number three, it was crazy that he found my podcast because nowhere in that email that I mentioned anything about my podcast or my website. Yeah, dude, that's so insane. So he did research and he found me. And uh, and that was, before, that was before it was even 
connected to my LinkedIn or I don't know how he found it. I guess he just searched up my name on Google and yeah. my website came out. Jesus, bro. That's um, crazy. And, and so, okay. I said, yes, I'm interested. And he's like, okay, I'll forward, I'll forward it to you. This was in March. Yeah. Nothing ever happened until this past week. I got an email from like the marketing <laughs> executive. He's like, hey, Caesar, I'm sorry. Um, I didn't reach out to you because COVID. you know the COVID yeah. and stuff. But now things have changed and we're open for things. Are you available for a call like uh, on Thursday? I said, yes. We get on a call. First of all, I forget. I, I thought it was just going to be a call, but it was a video call and I didn't dress up. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm already yeah. fucked up. But one of the things, by this time, it's already August. Okay. So it's a month, months later. But I've gotten comfortable. I've I've picked up more of a philosophy of just being completely honest mm-hmm. and um, not holding back the energy that I have. Okay. So that's what I did. First, I apologized. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm not wearing a. Um, I I don't usually do this. Like I'll dress up. I just thought it was a phone call. But <laughs> but he was like, oh, you're good. You're good. So we started talking about uh, about like the possible position and what I've done. And I said, look, I. I'm, I'm what I'm willing to do. What I value is learning skills. I told him, and I'd love to come in to just show you what I can do, give you like let's call it a Caesar one month free trial, where you don't there's no downside for you. You don't have to pay me. It's just free work, and um, really like if if I do good work and if it's a fit, then we continue. And after a month, we can talk about a paid position. But for now, it's just a free trial. He's like, okay. Okay, he's like, uh, well, are you available to come in like tomorrow so that we can <laughs> interview you here in the office? Yeah. And then I said, uh, well, no, because I'm going to fly out to El Paso. He's like, are you available today? Yes. So then I go down to the office and I have like a little interview. I go in my suit, yeah. fresh as fuck. And I talked to the most interesting guy I've ever met. This guy that was interviewing me, fascinating guy who started several businesses at UT. He was like, I own like this real estate company that you probably saw at UT. Um, and like several other businesses, but not a guy that a guy, not a guy that just was bragging. You know, some people try to impress you. This guy wasn't trying to impress me. As a matter of fact, I had to take get this all all out of him through questions. Mm-hmm. More of a quiet guy, very calculated, very smart, wanting to see how I think. And he would bring down his managers to talk to me. He'd be like, Caesar, just tell them a little bit about yourself and, and the skills that you've done, uh, you, you know, the, the things you did with those businesses that failed during the pandemic and how you think you can help them. And so I started talking to them um, about the things that I thought I could do. I talked a lot about automation. Like we, we should automate a lot of the, like the processes you guys do. Like you guys are doing a lot of manual stuff. We should find like software to automate all that shit so we can have more time for other stuff. Yeah. Um, and then for sales, I said, I can get in contact with anyone. Like you can, I mean, I, I like I send out emails and stuff. I'm relentless. Uh, and I'll, I'm not scared to like go in person or call people anyway. At the end, he's like, yeah, man. Um, look, uh, I don't think you understand the company that you stumbled upon. Um, we're a company that we're not just a catering company. We're, we're a company that's like, we're trying to redefine the catering game here in Austin. Um, and it was their, their place was pretty legit. They yeah. do they only do high end catering. That's insane. Dude, um, this sounds so crazy. Yeah, but he was telling me as a matter of fact, he was just chuckling. He was like, I don't think you understand who you stumbled upon, but you know, you're you're very lucky. But, but then he stopped himself and he was like, You know, it's it's not that you're lucky I and mean, you sent the right emails. And I stopped him and I'm like, I get I get what you mean. Yeah, I kinda stumbled upon something that I don't real I don't know what it is yet. And he was like, Yeah, man, um, 
and he was such an interesting guy, such a like a mentor character because he's like, Caesar, I like the way you're thinking. And let me tell you something. I have so many uh, problems, right, or like issues that I could give you. You're never going to run out of work here, right? Like you can, I mean, just you want to come in for three hours, cool. You want to come out for seven hours, up to you, man. But really, it's going to be up to you what you get out of this. I just want, I want to put you in several different parts of the company so that you can see how it works. Jesus, bro, that sounds amazing. Um, and, uh, and, um, and then he's like, but I'm gonna leave you with this problem, Caesar. He said, um, and then he gave me a question. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I should say it. Well, should I say it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was just like, oh, I want to leave you with this problem that I've been thinking about. And I know it's an impossible question to answer, but it's how can I know when somebody gets engaged as soon as they get engaged? I know it's an impossible question to answer, but I thought that was the most badass thing ever because the way he said it's serious and just this guy really like i said i can describe him as a very smart calculative guy and Mm -hmm. really he was like posing this as a very serious question yeah and very like a very entrepreneurial question because that's what i think uh, like real entrepreneurs do they 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 answer they push the they answer impossible questions right and so he was like yeah just think about that how how can i as soon as they get engaged how can i know um, and then after that, we did. He he explained some stuff on a paper. It was incredible, bro. It was an incredible experience. Now, I got lost into why I was telling you this, and I got excited because I I forgot I didn't tell you the story. So, um, why was I talking about this again? Uh, oh, because I I got an into okay. Yeah, the so I I'd, I'd like to uh, in six months I'd I'd like to have a paid position with them. Okay. Um, and I'd really liked. And here's the thing: I don't want to have a paid position with them if I'm just a an employee, just kind of truck just a regular employee just just doing nothing innovative i only want to have a paid position with them if i truly change the way they do business yeah you know i don't i hope i get fired if i'm just kind of half-assing shit but i mean you're not gonna half-ass shit. i'm not gonna half-ass shit yeah. i'm not gonna half but i'm just saying in the case like if you're not happy or- what i'm saying is that like i just uh i only want to do like innovative shit and i really hope I really hope that I help change the way they do business. And what I mean by that is I, I hope I make things more efficient. I hope I automate things. I hope that they're able to say like, oh yeah, when Caesar came in, like like shit just started rolling faster. You know what I mean? We got, we, we, we stopped doing a lot of manual things. We got, we made a lot more money. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. I just don't want to be kind of like, like in a, yeah, you don't want to be uh, what they call. So in the consulting world, it's I don't want to be replaceable. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be like, like, like I have to, I want to do irreplaceable shit. Okay. Like a one time extreme changes that, that could be changed again in the future, but that they really help the business. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm coming into. The, this is the mentality I'm bringing as I come into this uh, company. It's, uh, dude, it's so weird how I landed in, in, in this, this position or this, yeah, with this company because it, it, I was thinking, I think I'm very good at hosting events. Okay. I was thinking maybe I should get into like doing some sort of events. And I remember I, I wanted to get in the kitchen. They yeah. got a kitchen in the office where they do all the catering and stuff. And they're like, oh, you, I was like, I really like the kitchen. Is there any chance I might be able to get in there? He's like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we need help. So it was a lot of things. And also they got a ranch. They have a ranch. <laughs> so they have a, a, a restaurant, yeah. a ranch and a catering company. Wow. And this ranch is where they do like beautiful weddings. Like yeah. for uh, like, 
so I, I've, you know how my wedding is a big thing, yeah. right? And how I, I've told you, I've decided, I, I've decided I want my wedding to be in the rolling hills of Texas. Mm. Have I talked to you about this? <laughs> yeah. In this, in the heart of Texas, and I want it to be out just in nature. And they have a ranch, bro. And I don't know what the ranch look like. It looks like, but I'm like, holy shit! Possibly this is it. Possibly this is it. How badass would it be if this was the ranch? Yeah. If the, if like this is. Where you're gonna get married in the future? Woo! Anyway, so in a year, I'd, I'd like to have a, a full-time position with them, and um, I'd like to have about a thousand followers on this podcast. A thousand followers. I'd like to have a nice uh, listener, a viewership. Uh, those are two goals. Well, other than that, for the next six months, that's what I see in the next six months. Wow, that's that's so crazy, dude! I'm I'm so happy about the internship. I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, it was. That's uh, fantastic. It's cool. I'm it's excited. it, it, it kind of sounds like a company that Caesar would work work for, at least from just uh, you describing the the manager or the CEO. Dude, you yeah, met. he's so awesome. Yeah, entrepreneurial. Like I keep saying that word, but what I mean by that, and the best part is that he's he's like um, he's not I, he's not he wasn't trying to impress me. Yeah, but he impressed me, which was awesome. Which is like what I seek in a mentor, mm-hmm. like somebody. I don't know if you get, I think you would just have to meet this guy. He's, um, I got mentor vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was, I'd like to learn a lot from this guy. I'd like to learn the way he does business. I'd like to take on some of his philosophies yeah. and even his way of hiring. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting because you, 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 you met someone who, like you mentioned that you is an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and who who has different um experiences and different business ventures yeah that i think you're going to be able to learn a lot from oh man dude that's it sounds insane yeah. it really does so uh, i really i really hope that it works out for you yeah and, and i've been thinking recently like i've got work to do in austin so i, I austin's growing a lot mm-hmm. i'd hope to one make a lot of money in austin mm-hmm. and two somehow I mean, help this business, but also I'd like to set up my own business in like a year. If we're talking a year down the line, yeah, I'd like to have some sort of business that is um, kind of with not really a lot of employees. I'd okay. like to automate it, like maybe one assistant, personal assistant, something that can run on its own. Yeah, that's what I'd like to have. What are your uh, six month? My six month goals. Six month. Let's goals. see. Um, six month goals. Well, I hope in six months. I hope in six months I'll know if I if I like my if I like my new job, yeah. right? Like I, within six months I expect to to know like this is something I want to do for like a, a while, a long mm-hmm. time. Um, also, goal within the next six months. Yeah, definitely the job thing. I think that's probably the biggest thing right now for me. You know, is I want to be happy. And I want to yeah. make sure that uh, you know, it was a good it was a good decision because, you know, b- before I got this before I accepted this position, I had already accepted a, another another uh, position mm. with a so I'm I'm a consultant. Well, you know, I'm going to be a consultant. And uh the first consulting job I landed was with a, a company. We'll call it Company A because I don't know if I can say names yeah. or not. But we'll call it, I'll call it Company A. Company A came up and offered me a pretty good deal for uh, for like an analyst position. And then um, a couple of weeks later, after I accepted the offer from Company A, 
um, this recruiter from company B comes knocking on my LinkedIn DMs. Yeah. And, you know, she wants to get to know me and um, she sets up an interview and whatever. And uh, I interview and I, I, I met someone like you that you were kind of talking about, like a, like mentor vibes. Mm. Um, really, really awesome guy. And, he, and I, I really did. I, I, I like fell in love with uh, kind of like the job that, that he was selling me. Right. Yeah. Um, so I decided I'm, you know, I'm going to go with this company and said, I took a little bit of a pay cut from company A to company B, but I don't regret it. I think I'm going to be a lot happier at company B. And in six yeah. months, I hope that that notion is either confirmed or it's not confirmed and I move on to find something else. I think six months is definitely enough time yeah, to figure it out. Yeah, I agree. So hmm. that's probably, yeah, that's probably my biggest goal is just to know. To know, like, like, yeah, this is this is what I this is what I want my career to okay. be, at least for now. Because I mean, obviously, in ten, like, I, I also want to be a business owner or yeah. be a part of a business or something, yeah. um, down the road. But right now, I want to get some like experience, and I think I can apply consulting to pretty much anything else that I'll ever do in my life. Gotcha. So, ultimately, though, in the future, yeah, like you said, if we're talking about the future. There's the reason I want that business, that automated business. I'd like to travel around the world, do the podcast as I'm traveling around the world. Learning, you were telling me about this. Yeah, learning skills six to 12 months. Every six to 12 months, going to like a country, let's say Italy, take it Italy, for example, learning how to make, ha- how to make handmade pasta, dedicating like as much time as I can, eight hours a day, just making handmade pasta, right? Um, for six to 12 months. And then uh, some at the end of the six to 12 months, have some sort of competition, some sort of like marker where like I get to show what I learned, right? The mastery, the level of mastery that I came to, not that I'm expecting that I'm going to master it because I know people do this for a lifetime. But as I'm going through the process of learning, whether it's handmade pasta or jujitsu or, or dancing, I'd like to share it with the world as I'm learning and the, the, the kind of like getting over whatever obstacles or yeah, whatever parts I'm stuck on, on the learning process. Um, I don't know why that's a very romantic life and I, I feel like I'm meant to do that and yeah. sh- share with the world that you can really like you can go out and learn a lot of skills and I'd like to do that for my 20s I think of my 20s as the roaring 20s yeah. uh, I, this decade is the Caesar roaring 20s <laughs> like but I know there's gonna be a time where it's I'm gonna kind of all right chill I'm gonna stop traveling so much because I feel like I mean you know me Carlos I get, I'm a very romantic guy, but right now, I get what I want, I just want romance without commitment, right? But I'd like to get married one day, and I'd like to have kids, and, and really have a wholesome home, just, just slow down for a bit, yeah. you know? But in the next five years or something, yeah, within the next five years, I'd like to be traveling around the world doing that. Uh, but again, talking about these six months, also, I want to bring a girl back for uh, Christmas. That's really only, dude christmases are the best you know how i think of like like movie like as a movie yeah. that's the best scene when the guy the guy leaves and the son <laughs> comes back and he brings back the new girlfriend <laughs> and then sometimes the hit or miss they love her or they hate her yeah. either way it's entertaining because she's such a character i'd like to bring back a character <laughs> um whether she's the one or not the one yeah. either way well i'll be looking forward to that christmas dinner dude Dude, yes, and we gotta have more dinners. I want to go visit you in Washington D.C. It's gonna be a fun time, man. Yeah, definitely, dude. Hey, anything else you want to say to future Carlos? Uh, future no. Caesar? No. 
No, that's pretty much it. I just think uh, it'd be pretty cool, but that's why I was telling you about the six months, the six month goal. Because when we look back on this, like a couple yes. of years from now, and uh, I think that was really smart. And I've done that before on the podcast. I just need to write it down because I think that's great. So that when we six months from now, so when we uh, come back and listen to it, the, like what we we can see how far we've gone. I agree. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Sounds good, Caesar. Thanks for having me. Yeah, bro.